Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masechet Psachim Daf Chet Amud Aleph. Uh, this will be the final podcast of the first Mishnah and its uh, attendant Gemara. Uh, we are about a third of the way down in the Amud. The Mishnah then stated that anywhere where we don't bring Chametz doesn't need B'dikah. What's that coming to include? That which is referenced in the following Bracha. So it means the holes uh, in a house, like above or below, uh, a roof, a roof of a, of a cage or something, a barn, uh, chicken coops, etc., and places critically where you keep wine or oil don't need bedikah. If you have a bed that divides between parts of a room, uh, I have to check under there. Or minhu, we have a challenge. If you have a wall between you and your neighbor, and there's a hole in there, so each person has to check as far as his hand could reach. Anything else is there, you just mvata. If you have a bed that divides between parts of the house, and you have uh, rocks or or or, uh, or uh, wood underneath it, if it does block it, then you don't need to do bdika, which means both the holes that were mentioned in the first brayta and the bed, which are taking opposite directions here. Uh, in the second bright, you have to check both. The chorin in the first bright were way up above or below. But holes that are easily accessible, you have to check. The bed is easy. If the bed's right on the ground, you don't have to check. But if it's lifted up and there's room underneath, you have to check. That's right. And the bright that said you don't have to check where wine is. We have a bright that says you do. Plus, our Mishnah talked about a wine cellar. But where oil is, you don't have to check. The Brighta said neither. We're talking about a case where you regularly go in to get wine during a meal. So so oil also. So Meaning you go and take a certain amount of oil and take it out and sit down. There's no keva. You can say, want more wine and send the guy or yourself go in the middle to get it and drop some chametz. In Bavel, which is far more advanced as far as the use of uh, beer and uh, mead, so they rule that the the beer sellers, as it were, are dealt with like the wine sellers in Eretz Yisrael in a case where you're, it's the one that you go to sometimes during a meal to get stuff. So you have to check. It's a place where you keep fish, you don't need bedika. We have a right that says you do. If they're big fish that you only take to cut up and to make meals out of, that you don't go into. Bazutri is a place where you have little fish, then you go in sometimes to grab one for the meal. You have to go where the um, where there's salt or where you keep paraffin, you have to go in and check. Papa said, where you keep the wood, or you keep dates, you need to These are all things that in the middle of a meal you might go up to get more of more dates or uh, or more salt or something, uh, and therefore it's possible that you're going to go in and drop some chametz. You have to check. You're not chayav to go into all sorts of holes and crevices to check. And ask sakana because it's dangerous. So my sakana, what's the danger? You know, you're afraid there's a scorpion in there. 
Well, how could you ever use that hole anyways if you're afraid? So that means it's a place where you don't put chametz, nothing to check. If it fell in, well, what do you have to do badika for if it fell into the hole down? Meaning it's a hole that you, you'll reach in and put stuff in, but if it falls down, you don't have to check because you're afraid. If you have chametz that got buried, it's gone, you don't have to check. That's talking about when it's buried, you don't need uh, to check. That's if a dog won't even go after it. doesn't smell it. He's not going to go after it. He can't access it. Here, it's where a dog could get in to go after it. But still, you don't have to check if you're if there's danger. Wait a second. Why are you afraid of a scorpion? You're doing a mitzvah. And those who are agents for a mitzvah are not nizokin. Certainly people involved in a mitzvah. Because he might lose a needle, which means he's not involved in a mitzvah at all checking, and he's going to start looking for it, and then be endangered. But wait, it's uh, it's not a mitzvah, even if he's uh, checking for his own purposes? If a guy says, I'm giving stock up for ulterior motive, for something something else, he's still a tzaddik, meaning no matter why you're doing the mitzvah, it's good. Because maybe after he checks for chametz, he'll keep looking in there for his needle that he dropped or something else, and then he'll become endangered. So we say, stay away. He said, It's not sakana of, of scorpions inside the wall. It's the danger of non-Jews. It follows plimo. If you have a hole that's between you and your non-Jewish neighbor's house, you reach in as far as you can and check. You just everything else you nullify. You don't check at all. Because it's dangerous. My sakana. If you're afraid that he's going to put a hex on you. So if that's the case, why would you ever put your hand in there to put chametz in? So again, it's a place where you don't put chametz. Nothing to check. Hatam ki yimama. The answer is that when you use it for chametz, it's daytime and you're not afraid. But here you have to check at night. When it's a candle, the concern here really is that the non-Jew thinks you're doing shafim on him. But go back to what Belazar said, if you're involved in a mitzvah, you're an agent for a mitzvah, you're not nizok. That's the source, by the way, we saw it in Hulan. That's the source, by the way, for the common custom. If someone's going on a trip to give them some money to deliver it stock, I'll make a mishleich mitzvah. But if its place is actually dangerous, then the rule of shluchem mitzvah and nezukin doesn't apply. When Hashem commands Shmuel to go to Beit Lechem and anoint one of Yishai's sons, turns out to be David, uh, Shmuel says, how can I go? If Shaul hears, he's going to kill me. And Hashem does not say, oh, I'm sending you on a, for do a mitzvah, that you're not going to be hurt, endangered. Rather, Hashem gives him a cover story and says, here, take an animal, say I'm coming to do a korban, and that way you'll be able to come without being endangered. So that means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is acceding to the point that there may be danger here. And the fact that he's doing a mitzvah, and what better shleich mitzvah could you be than when Hashem directly tells you? And nonetheless, um, the danger is real, and the mitzvah will not be an automatic protection. They asked Rav, says there's these students, we read about them earlier, that... Um, that um, that they live out in the Kfarim, uh, can they come to the Beit Midrash early and late, meaning at, in, during dark? 
Meaning, they're coming to do a mitzvah, but it's dangerous to walk around at night. Let him come, it's on, my, on me, on my neck, literally. What about leaving? I don't know if they can leave. Because coming to do the mitzvah, fine, but leaving the Beit Nidrash, I'm not sure. In the fuller version of Rabbi statement, Shluchim Mitzvah are not harmed either when they go to the mitzvah or even when they go back. Keman, Kiai Tana, it follows this Tana, the Tanya Yisab and Yud Omer, the Torah said, in the context of Aliyah Laregel, nobody's going to desire your land. What's that about? Your your animals will out be wandering and nobody's going to hurt it. These are things that typically get hurt. People don't typically get hurt. How much more so they won't get hurt. That's only when you go and you don't have to be worried that your animals are going to hurt while you're gone. What about coming back? The Torah commands you to stay over in Yerushalayim and then to go back the next morning. You're going to come back to your tent and you'll find everything okay. Meaning that even when you go back, that is also part of the mitzvah. So once the Torah says, even on your way back from the mitzvah, you're safe. Why does Torah have to tell you on your way you're, you're safe? Um... The Achmod Ishtar Tzachah is teaching a whole different principle, which is that Aliyah Regal is something that only if you own land are you obligated. So it's not about Shluchem Mitzvah. Why aren't there good fruit in Yerushalayim? Great fruit. So people shouldn't make Aliyah Regal and say, boy, I'm glad we came for this great fruit. Bereft of resources, so that people are coming there. Why aren't there the great springs of Tverin? So people will say, "Hey, we came all the other We had a great bath." So therefore, Shalim is uh, is the way it is, so that people will come there for the without ulterior motives. Now, the Mishnah said of Mamrush Teshirot. So the Mishnah then kind of took a turn. It said, you don't have to check where Dachamets doesn't go. It said, what do we mean by the two rows in the wine cellar? So, Martef Ban Dachashmei, how do we get to a wine cellar? So, Hachi Kamar, Koma Komishan Rechisimbo Chamets, wherever we don't bring Chamets and Sukhbitikai, you don't have to check. What's what you're adding? What's what Nami and Sukhbitikai, including wine and oil cellars. So, when did they refer to the two rows? Of barrels in the wine cellar. That's That's talking about a case where you do come in with chametz, where it's a place where you go to regularly get wine during the meal, and therefore you might come in with chametz. At the end of Mishnah, the Machlok of Bechamid Hillel about what these two rows are. Bechamid said, "Stay shurot." So let's stay shurot. I'll play kol What does that mean? This is the first two rows from the floor to the ceiling have to be checked. Two rows in. He said, no, uh, like a uh, an L-shaped, like a gamma, a capital gamma, one is along each ro- each wall. We have a bright supporting each. We have one supporting our Yehuda. The whole face of it. From floor to ceiling. 
The outside one sees the door, so it's an L kind of going up and over, the top row and the first, the one that you see and the top row. Anything that's inside or lower than that doesn't need. That's the L that we have. So Beit Hillel and the Mishnah said, the two outer ones, that are up the, the upper ones, what does that mean? It means the top row and the one below it. But but even right in front of you, the ones that are below the top two rows don't need checking. The top one and the one inside of it. Why Rav? Because Rav's statement is Chitzonot. It says Elyonot. To, to exclude the ones that are way below. Why my time? Why does Shmuel say that way? Diak Elyonot. He says the key word is Elyonot. It also says outside. To exclude the ones that are way inside. Learned like Rav, but the, the rest of the students all learned like Shmuel that the meaning of Beit Hillel's position, which of course is the halacha, is El and indeed that's how we rule, where we normally rule like Rav in these kind of cases. Avisura here we paskan like Shmuel, that is El Yona Okay, we'll pause at this point and pick it up with Mishnah Bet. In the next podcast, in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.